0: Franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help
1: you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the french fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur.
0: Hi, welcome to episode 51 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I'm Roxanne Rapsky and with me is my colleague, Sarah Wasco. We created this podcast to bring you education and information about business ownership and all things franchising. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Crystal Bethay. She is the CEO and franchisor of C3 Wellness. C3 Wellness is a holistic wellness center in Kissimmee, Florida. It specializes in helping veterans with physical ailments and empowers Central Floridians to live healthy, active lives. Inspired by her family of fellow veterans, but they strives to evolve and serve the physical and mental needs of those in her community. So, Crystal, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Roxanne. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, so rolling right in, um, tell us a little bit about your background and what a little bit behind what led you to where you are today.
2: Sure. Absolutely. A um, little about my background. Uh, coming from Chicago, uh, I, I was raised by my mother and my sister. My father is a veteran. My mother and sister are RNs and nurses. So we were like, you know, trying to find what my path might be. And I was a little more on the creative side. I was like, you know, so that led me to, um, cosmetology school where I learned the facials, skincare, nails, all of such. And I was like, okay, this is, this feels right. So I did that for a good amount of years, maybe a little over 10. And, um, I I needed something else to add to the repertoire. So that led me to massage therapy. And I knew when I was in school there that I was where I was supposed to be. I knew, you know, with uh, being around my family all the time and discussing the body and the systems and things failing, what works, what doesn't work. Um, As far as Eastern and Western medicine, it just, it was a natural evolution into a thing. So I I love it. I love what I do. And uh, yeah, I, I found my purpose.
0: So you didn't just study massage though, you studied medical massage, correct?
2: Yes, I have over 25 certifications. So medical massage practitioner is one of them. Yes.
1: So I am curious, when you started learning these skills, you said you went to cosmetology school and uh, medical massage. Were you working uh, in a clinic somewhere providing these services? Or how did you kind of get started building your own clientele?
2: Oh, sure. Well, I started working for Massage MB for about five years directly after um, I finished massage school. So that got my hands on over like 5,000 plus Individual so as I got my continuing education courses which provided those certifications, I was able to practice those things to perfection and see what works and to customize my treatment plans for my clients and move from the the traditional spa relaxation to more therapeutic care because I realized that's what people were really coming in for but if you didn't get the certifications and you know understand how to treat they were kind of left hanging. You know, I wanted to do more than just put lotion on your body.
0: <laughs> well, and there was, um, and I don't know how this fits into the timeline of, um, you working for massage envy and then opening your own business, but your daughter was suffering, um, and uh, had something that she wasn't able to get cured and you were able to help find through research, something to help her. Right. Right.
2: No absolutely um after you know having my daughter, it definitely led us down uh, a more natural path of living and uh she's high spectrum autistic and but you know fully functional, I think more social anxieties and things that she might have suffered from early on, but none of those seem to be an issue with her now uh she's extremely intelligent, normal schooling, you know nobody could really tell the difference so wow. Uh, think her friends know it really, but, you know, it's no need to live with making excuses for things. You know, we just try to figure out natural ways of healing and what worked really hard on her gut health. Um, I introduced salt therapy as well. Essential oils just stripped our home of, of impurities practically like remove carpets, charcoal, air ducts, uh, you name it, we did it. Wow. <laughs> so really how did do- where-
1: did you just yeah. do your own research and really. learn about these um, solutions, I guess you would say, or these changes that you could make to help improve her health? How did you get to that point?
2: Well, you know, we we tried to just listen to the physician. We didn't know what we didn't know. It wasn't really working. Um, she had a a lung issue that just started developing, and we just couldn't figure out what we could do to make things better and the steroids that they offered. I mean, we had our own steroids and um, what is that? Uh, it's a breathing apparatus that we had to use for literally a year. And I, I was like, we, this can't be something we have to do four, four times a day. And this is the rest of our life. I, I just had a hard time accepting that. So I started researching and doing a lot of studies on, you know, what I can do. And, and I started applying those things little by little to see how, you know, she would respond to it and it just, it changed our lives. It changed her life. And that was, uh, you know, a big deal for us, just allowing her to be able to sleep well at night without the coughing and the choking and then started developing the skin issues. So, you know, eczema and all the simple things like the salt booth helped with the respiratory problem and the skin condition who knew that, you know, salt therapy can actually, uh, kick eczema and skin conditions and remission. And there's no problems there for long periods without the steroids, without creams. And it it lasted, it lasted for her. And it works like to the point of healing. She doesn't really have those issues anymore.
0: And did you do all this experimenting and learning before you went out on your own and opened your business?
2: Well, I was running a business at the same time I was caring for my daughter. So everything that I was doing for her, I was like, Oh my God, if it's working for us in this house, Okay. There's got to be more people that are suffering from these conditions and these issues. So I started, you know, getting to know my clients even more, asking the right questions and seeing what I can do, you know, to further help them. I started teaching courses. I started, um, not courses, but classes. And I started, uh, writing this a monthly in a, ma- a monthly neighborhood magazine. And I mean, wherever I could, tell it on the mountaintops. I did it. I would do social media and be like, oh, look at what I learned today. And this is the results we got. And if you have any problems or, you know, like this and you have questions, just give me a call. like my life is service. So yeah, each one teach one.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, you mentioned your life being service. You and your husband yeah. are both military veterans. Is that correct?
2: No, just myself. My just husband's a A&T okay. grad, you know, you know, Tar Heel, so, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I, you know, Army strong. Uh, my myself and my family were all Army strong.
1: Wonderful. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate that. So, tell us about how your this all evolved into C three Wellness.
2: Absolutely. Well, I started off doing mobile haircuts and massage. That was my journey. I loved it. I loved bouncing around from place to place. Learned quite a bit about fashion and. Uh, <laughs> Decor and all the things, too. So definitely applied that to my practice <laughs> and then um, kind of merged into a one studio suite and a fifty five and up resort style community. And I did a wine and cheese open house and it just blew the doors off the place that allowed me to, you know, tell them all the services that we had to offer. I was able to finally bring in me being able to do the facials and all the extensive training I received for that. And it was like, finally, I can put it all underneath one roof. I couldn't do that mobily. So this was, you know, a a fun opportunity for me. Then it grew from the one room, started hiring awesome friends because I just, they needed, they needed the time and I can only work so much. So brought on a friend, ended up opening up a second studio suite right next door. It's like two office rooms that I kind of tricked out, you know, and made a, a spot of it then uh, moved from that in the same community a bank had closed like right in front of our, our studio. So I was able to acquire that space and turn it around. I think maybe during that same time COVID hit. So that was interesting where I think as soon as we opened, we had to shut down <laughs> 17 days later. It was like, Oh, what's happening? Wow! wow. And then, so, and while, uh, while we were shut down for a little while, we were able to open up the second location, figure out what we needed to do by CDC guidelines because we are essential workers. And we were able to just kind of open back up, roll along. I was able to sanitize, sterilize everything. I had to have things washed twice just to make sure, you know, that my staff was safe and that the clientele was safe. I mean, we we invested quite a bit daily, nightly fogging <laughs> you know, in the location. Um, the hydrogen peroxide it, it was awesome interesting time but we thank god it wasn't a epidemic that rolled out of our spa with all of our hospital grade um cleaning techniques and things that we brought to the table so we now went from being Mobile to open a studio suite to two locations now
0: so you opened a second location while shut down during covid
2: yes it was under construction so it was like okay Now we got both places open and going. Let's see how we can bring them in the building. So we showed the, you know, our our cleaning service fogging throughout the place and took videos. We showed the the hospital grade humidifiers that we brought into the place. that just kind of just sucked all impurities out of the air like every 15 minutes. So, you know, showed hospital grade cleaning and the natural products and enzymes we were using to clean after every single client, doorknobs handles on your seats, everything like we had, and we were cleaning like this already. So we didn't realize how important it was to just kind of show people what we were doing, you know, to provide for their safety. We had essential oils flowing in the air, that's antibacterial, antiviral. So it was like, yeah, we just showed them how, the techniques that we're gonna do to keep them safe. We wore our masks and we scrubbed down like doctors from, you know, from hand all the way up to the shoulder practically.
1: That's amazing. And so you said you were deemed essential, and I assume that's because of the medical uh, services that you were offering and the wide variety. I mean, I'm so amazed at the level of services and the variety of services that you offer. You've got so many diverse services, which is really a differentiator for you versus a traditional wellness or spa yes. facility right how many total services do you guys offer oh i never really counted them that way i know I have. <laughs> <laughs> well there's the answer enough that's too many to count let's
2: divide them up i know i have 12 i know i have 12 really amazing facials i have 13 massages and i think out of 13 different massages i think maybe Four of those might be more of the traditional spa for relaxation and whatnot. And then I have the salt booth. I have acupuncture, uh, physical therapy, IV therapy, uh, and the salt booth, of course. I love the salt booth. It's a big thing. Hot yoga and Tai Chi.
1: So you have, are they, I'm assuming that your employees each have their area of expertise. Is that correct? Or do you have some employees that do more than one service?
2: Oh yeah, they're absolutely, uh, everyone in our, under our our roof is licensed and they are dual role licenses. So you'll have a massage therapist that's an esthetician. You'll have maybe my guest relations might be certified to do IV as well. So um, we have our acupuncturist who actually doubles as our Tai Chi master. So it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm loving the fact that they have an opportunity to uh, diversify their portfolio, and to be able to treat and do all the modalities they truly love to do underneath our practice. And I'm sure it'll be like that for our franchisees as well. And most people are dual licensed.
0: So how many employees do you have now, total? It's quite a few, right?
2: Total, I should say I have about 60, not yes. including my uh, my cleaning staff. But
1: yeah. So you underneath- started... You started this business and then now your husband is involved in the business with you. Is that correct?
2: Oh, yeah. I had to pull teeth to get him in there with me. <laughs> but I am so glad. I say, look, I know, you know, he's the background to my foreground. Mm-hmm. He helped, you know, keep us afloat and do while I was able to pursue a dream and to build this practice. And when I got to a level financially, I was like, you know, I really need your help. I can't train, teach, write these articles and work hands on, do payroll, be the reception. I don't know how I was doing it all when I think about it, but I knew when it started getting to a place, I'm like, I don't want to fail, you know, our, our team that we built and I really need your help and whatever goes on between us, you know, we'll be life partners forever. We have a daughter. So, you know, sometimes people worry about those things with You know, bringing families together to work together, they like, oh, no, I don't know. What if something, no, no, no snatching a rug here. I need her to have the same lifestyle regardless of whatever happens. Not saying that it will, but just we have to put disclaimers out there. So I promised him, you know, I I won't fail us and we won't fail each other. We put the amount of time and work into our business that we put into everybody else. We'll succeed for sure. And that's exactly what we're doing. I I couldn't have done this without him.
1: (laughs) That's wonderful. And I also remember you sharing with us at our conference how you were running the business. You were hands-on in the business, uh, overseeing the studios and things like that. But now that you've become a franchise, you have a family member that's doing that and you are now in the role of the franchisor. And we talked quite a bit about how that role changes when you've had an independent business and now all of a sudden you're a franchisor. So what have you learned through that transition and kind of that process of becoming a franchise from an independent, successful wellness studio?
2: I'm telling you, it's, it's been quite the journey. You know, I really missed it when I, had to, when I came hands-off after a while, I, said, I really miss being hands-on, but I saw the value of and the need of the management and administrative role. We really needed to step in there and clean up policies and procedures and perfect it. Even though we're mom and pop, we want to be able to have our, our staff that comes on, our team, our vendors, feel like they're in a safe place without having to worry about their paychecks, worry about training and different things like that. So now I was able to devote 100% of my time on the back end, gave up my clientele and spread them out to who I thought would fit. And it just, it worked out so well. And now that with my husband on, he was able to focus more on the administrative and the day-to-day. And that allowed me to go off and shake hands and kiss babies. right? So I was able to go off and develop our brand, get our brand out there, uh, do some community service that I was really interested in doing, uh, join the chamber, different organizations just to you know, spread, you know, health and wellness and, you know, they need to know C3, you know, is and what we can do to help.
0: Well, one thing that we forgot to bring up, and I think it's important, there's another differentiator. You, because you offer a lot of your services fall under medical, you're actually able to accept Medicare and insurance, correct?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're able to, we got credentialed through these insurance companies um, by way of our medical director, and we were able to uh, become government vendors as well. And with the government vendorship, they send us referrals for veterans to treat our veterans. And, you know, they take care of the acupuncture, massage, um, the physical therapy. So it's nice that uh, the insurance companies are going more holistic as well, and they're embracing um, the fact that people want more you know, holistic services. And we just happen to be right in the same field because Medicare actually gave us a call and was like, we kind of see some work and things like that that you're doing. And they kind of used us to guinea pig to see how this wow. would work, would people be interested in it? And we were like, absolutely. Like, Did Medicare just call us? This is kind of crazy, but it's all a blessing how one thing kind of feeds into another. And now we're here. So yeah, insurance is a big, is a major deal. It it, it definitely makes us recession proof. We were able to survive when the cash flow and the memberships dropped off insurance kept us where we didn't lose anything, didn't lose any staff members during that, you know, during the pandemic. And that was a huge blessing, huge blessing for us.
1: Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A lot of businesses obviously struggled with that. So for you to be able to retain all of your employees is Very amazing. And that's what Roxanne and I just, when we met you, we were both so intrigued by your story and your um, business and how you've really created such a unique approach um, with the services that you offer and accepting the insurance and and everything like that. So we were both uh, in agreement that we were excited to have you share your story with our listeners as well. So how long have you been a franchise? How long ago did you go from just independent studios to becoming a franchisor?
2: Oh, that was a process. Um, I think <laughs> during the shutdown, I was like, wow, let's, let's go bigger. Let's let's, what what's the next plan for us? We need to put a place like this everywhere. And how do we do it? so i was a part of some organizations and i was talking to a lot of people and it came to us and they said hey i just met somebody who develops franchises and let me pass you her phone number and i was like thank you because i was calling all kind of people to try to help me develop uh through google trying to find um help and it was just leading us the wrong direction so i was grateful to run into the organization that you know we got signed on i think is they let us know it was pretty hefty as far as the cost up front, but it was like, well, this is, this is absolutely worth it. And they helped. We were actually pretty far ahead of the game because with me taking my hands off, I was able to develop the policy and procedures, opening, closing, um, training, um, manuals and techniques, all that stuff was already laid out. So they helped me fine tune it. And was like, wow, a lot of people don't have this even to start. So, kind of gave me a jump start and gave them a lot of work to do right away versus thinking I had to just piece it together. I had a lot um, set up, but they helped me clean it up. Um, Team of lawyers kind of gone through and made sure that everything was ready to go and that is duplicatable. So yeah, we did it. It took about a year to develop the franchise. The branding was the holdup because it used to be Riviera Spa Massage because we were a business in the business. But now that we're off on our own, we needed to establish our own identity. And one of the names that we had chose that we put up to try to be trademarked and registered and things, The it was during COVID. And they were short employees in the government offices and whatnot. And it just, we waited eight months to get a no <laughs> on the name wow. that we were waiting for. Wow. So we had to get another name then it was like, oh, that was costly because we knew that that was going to go through. That was like a slap. So it was like, but this doesn't exist. But I guess there was uh, something not in the same class, but the name was too close to it. So we lost it. So we had to rebrand again. Mm. <laughs> so that was the hiccup was waiting on a response from the state. And it just, that put our franchise process back. But, you know, I think everything happens for a reason and it's meant to happen in this time. So now is the right time for sure.
1: wonderful so you're saying it takes patience to become a franchisor
2: (laughs) absolutely absolutely i mean a little grit you know just stick to it i mean rome wasn't built in a day it takes time and you know once you get it you only have one time to do this you don't have to do it like this again once you're you're set up you're set up
0: right and you're set up the right way exactly exactly heck of a team if someone came to you and said, hey, Crystal, I'm thinking about starting a business. Do you have any advice for me? What's one piece of advice you would give somebody in that position?
2: I'm going to tell them to think big. Everybody always told me to think big, Chris. Like maybe, you, you know, I like this idea that you're putting out there, but I think that's too small. Think big you know, think about how big you're going get, to get past the, just being an entrepreneur and doing the services yourself. You want to think bigger than that of having staff and employees and, you know, getting into a, a different space. We got to think past ourselves and what we can do for other people. So that's a start. And then the next thing I would say is to develop a plan, you know, um, without blind optimism, get it written down on paper. in the best way to develop that plan is by getting um, uh, getting a manual for to develop a business plan. How do you develop the business plan? Do the short version. The long one, I've never even got to doing the long one. But the short was enough, and it still took me six months to develop that business plan, answering all those questions step by step. Mm. And it's like a it broad it brought attention to all the things that you wouldn't have considered before, like what would you do in instance if what's your plan if this fails or falls short in this direction? Um made you think differently about location and where to place your business and all this stuff. And when you look up at it, it developed your mission, you've developed your mission, your vision, and your plan of action, and that's actually your website as well. Your business plan is your website. So everything kind of doubles into another and it's just worth taking your time, take yourself seriously and devote a certain amount of time to it every day until it's done.
0: Did you get any help when you were going through your business plan with a small business development center or any local organizations, or did you do it all on your own with the manual?
2: No, I literally did
0: it on my own with the manual. But if you have those resources,
2: by all means, take advantage of it. I think sometimes the short side of getting that help is you can go to, I've heard about you being able to go to one of the colleges or something like yes. that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they'll develop it for you. I think you just kind of lost the sense. No, you don't want somebody else to develop uh, your, you, it needs to be your brainchild, right? Yeah. It needs to be your vision and your dream. And the only way that's going to be materialized and that you actually follow it is to develop it yourself.
1: That's very sound advice. And I will tell you, they will assist. Business owners with it, but they will not write it. Um, so really, really right. good point that you need to write your own. It needs to come from you. It needs to be from your heart and, and your desire and your, your plan. So very. Very sound advice. We are so grateful for you taking time out to join us today from uh, Kissimmee, Kissimmee, did I say it right? Florida. If somebody (laughs) wanted to learn more about C3 Wellness or learn more about Crystal Bethay, how would they reach you?
2: Oh, you can absolutely reach us on um, www.c3wellnessfranchise.com if you're interested in that portion of it or if you're interested in just checking out the website itself and our plethora of services and modalities, check us out on www.c3wellness.com.
1: <laughs> Perfect. And we will hope to be working with you at some point in the near future and bringing some C3 Wellness uh, locations to North Texas yes. and Oklahoma. So. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for joining us, Crystal. It was truly our pleasure. Um, Thank you all for joining us as well. Again, my name is Sarah Wasco, and I am joined by my colleague, Roxanne Rapsky. Please look us up on LinkedIn. We are very active there. You can find uh, all of our podcasts on our YouTube channel, which is FranNet of Dallas-Fort Worth in Oklahoma. Please subscribe there. And you can also download download Unpredicted Entrepreneur on any platform where you uh, listen to your podcast. So thanks again for joining us and we hope you all have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.